Welcome to the Dayspring Audio Library, the teaching ministry of Pastor Daniel Rehoff. Thanks for joining us. We hope this message will have a powerful impact on your life. So sit back and enjoy today's time in the Word. spend a few minutes let's talk about what the Bible says about baptism and and um, um, I know this we know this if you're looking in the book of Matthew so it's the very first book of the New Testament the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 Jesus told his disciples this it said go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost so it must have been important baptism must have been important if Jesus told um, his disciples to go do this. So this is something I want you to do. So there's different kinds of baptisms in the Bible. Uh, we hear the word baptism. There's different kinds of baptism in the Bible. Um, don't, don't just assume, don't assume when you read the word baptism or baptize in the Bible, don't assume that we're always talking about water baptism. Sometimes we just see the word baptism or baptize in the Bible. We just assume it means water. It doesn't always mean that. For instance, there's something in the Bible called spirit baptism. Uh, when someone becomes a Christian, when someone puts their trust in Christ as Savior, they're, 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 they're filled with God's Spirit. They're indwelled with the Holy Ghost, as the Bible talks about. And, and literally that's referred to as being baptized in the Spirit. Now, let's just talk for a minute, though, just about the word baptism, because we, we often get confused on that. The word baptize or, or baptism is not a religious word. Okay, it's not, well, that's the word that the Baptists invented or that's the word that the Catholics invented. It's not. The, the word baptize is not a religious word. It literally means uh, just to immerse. It's, it's the word baptizo. It got translated baptism for our English language. But it literally just meant to immerse. So, so even, before, even before the Bible was written, even before Jesus was here, even before John the Baptist was here, uh, the word baptizo is used, uh, for instance, let's say if a boat was out in the lake and it sunk, they would say the, the boat was baptizoed in the lake. And all that meant was it was immersed in the lake. Uh, they, they would use it in recipes. They, they would literally, uh, they have recipes today dating back 2,500 years that would say, you know, if you want to uh, uh, make, make pickles, you take your cucumbers and you baptizo them into vinegar. All that meant was that you immerse them, okay? So it's not a religious word. So sometimes when the Bible talks about baptism, it's talking about spirit baptism. And again, when someone becomes a Christian, just the fact that they became a Christian, the Bible says they're baptizoed, they're immersed in God's spirit. That's all that it means. It's nothing more complicated than that. You don't have to think through it. It just means to be immersed. So you're immersed in God's spirit. So, so that's spirit baptism, but there's also um, water baptism, okay, when someone is literally baptizoed or immersed in water. And um, that happens uh, uh, when a Christian wants to show other people what's happened on the inside. So on the inside, they trusted by faith that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for their sins, they're just showing on the outside what happened on the inside, okay? So 
So water baptism, be very clear, doesn't help you get to heaven. It's just an outward expression of what happened on the inside, okay? It's, it's a way to show the world uh, what happened on the, on the, on the inside. And, and if we look back, I think if we were looking at the Bible, we'd probably look at the most famous person that ever got baptized. The most famous person that ever got baptized was Jesus. Jesus himself got baptized by a guy, uh, his cousin named John. John's name was John the Immerser or John the Baptist. That's how we know that name. Why? Because he immersed he dunked underwater. That's what his job was. Interesting to note, his name was not John the Sprinkler. It wasn't. It was John the Immerser. That's what his name was. He, John the Baptizo. He immersed people. But, but, but back in those days, Jesus went down to the river, the Jordan River where, where John was, and, and John was, was having a, a something that was very unique at the time. It was a different kind of baptism in, in the sense that this, it was, it was for the Jewish people, really. So they would understand that what they've been doing, the way that they've been practicing their faith, was wrong. And he was saying, listen, the Messiah is coming, and I'm telling you that, that, that when the Messiah comes, I want you to understand who the Messiah is, and he's come to take away the sins of the world. So all your ritualism, all, all the laws that you're keeping, all the rules that you're keeping... It's not helping you get to heaven. It never did help you get, get to heaven. But what I'm saying is the Messiah is coming, and I want you to put your faith and trust in the fact that there literally is the Messiah coming to this earth. He is going to pay for your sins, not your, not your going to the temple, not your religiosity, not that stuff, but literally the Messiah is coming. So people who believe that would go to the river, and they would be baptized, literally dunked in the river. Now watch, watch this, showing, watch, the death the burial, and the resurrection. The Messiah is coming. I get it. I'm trusting in that. I understand that. And it was a very countercultural thing at the time because there was a lot of Jewish people saying, what is going on down there? You know, what about all the law? What about all the tradition? What about all that? And John the Baptist is saying, no, he's coming, and, and I, I want you to show the world that you believe it by showing I believe in the death the burial, and the resurrection, okay? So literally, it was just an immersion. It was just showing that. It was an outward display. But what I think is interesting is, is the fact that Jesus got baptized. Now think about this, church. Jesus wasn't a sinner, right? We know that. The Bible says he'd never sinned. So baptism wasn't, wasn't at all taking away people's sin because Jesus didn't have any sin. <laughs> and yet Jesus asked John the, baptize, uh, John the Baptist to baptize him. And, uh, and John, interesting, if we were to study the story, we won't for the sake of time, but John says, I can't do that. I can't baptize you. You're the Messiah. You're the Lamb of God. You're the one we've been waiting for. I'm not worthy to baptize you. But Jesus says to him, no, I want you to baptize me. And the reason I want you to do it is because I want it to be an example. I want other people to see that I did it. And I want it to be a testimony. I want it to be really clear who I am. I want it to be really clear what baptism is, what it isn't. And, and Jesus is showing uh, the people, the followers of him, that what he wanted us to do to follow him. You know, Jesus never said, Jesus never said, if you get baptized, you'll go to heaven. He never said that. Think about this for a moment. Think. If getting dunked in a tank or getting wet helped you get to heaven, now think, why didn't Jesus ever dunk someone in the water or sprinkle water on them? Why didn't he do that? I mean, there's a lot of encounters when Jesus 
is sharing his faith, if that's the way to say it. Jesus was sharing the gospel with people. It's recorded in scripture numerous times. Never once does Jesus say, oh, and by the way, you got to get baptized. He doesn't, he doesn't say it. He doesn't say it. Matter of fact, we do have, a, we do have a, a recording in the Bible of one time Jesus was sharing the good news of Jesus and was sharing the good news of the gospel. He's talking to a guy named Nicodemus. It's recorded in the book of John, John chapter 3. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says this. He says, he says Nicodemus, God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's me, that's Jesus, that whosoever, what's that word right there, church? Believes. He doesn't say whosoever goes to church, whoever gives money. He doesn't say anywhere whosoever gets wet with water. He doesn't say it. He says whosoever believes. That's the person that has an eternity guaranteed for them in heaven. It's not by an action that you take. It's, it's, It's by your faith. Water never saves us. Water doesn't wash away sins. It's interesting on this too if we talk about that. There is one thing, praise the Lord, one thing in the Bible that does wash away sins. Take a look at this verse. Let's look at this together. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, and it says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. There is no payment for sins without the shedding of blood. In other words, this, someone has to die to pay the mortgage for the bad things you've done. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, this water washes away your sins. It doesn't say it anywhere. And I know, I know, some of you have come from other churches, and you have a pastor or you have a church that says, oh, no, 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 you know, I got to get, get dunked into the water, and that washes away my sins. It doesn't wash away your sins. It doesn't do any of that. It gets you wet, but it doesn't. Don't, listen, be very careful that, that, that you, don't, you don't just believe everything you hear. If your church or your pastor says that this helps you get to heaven, listen, that's something that the church made up. It's not in the Bible anywhere. Well, pastor, wait a second. Wait a second. I know a lot of people uh, as infants get baptized or get dunked. That's your parents' religion. That's not your faith. And your parents may have been very sincere they may have done it with total sincerity and, and, and total religiosity and total faith. They may have said, you know what, we want our baby baptized or sprinkled because we really think that's going to help. Maybe your parents were sincere. I'm not doubting their sincerity. What I am saying, though, is that's your parents' faith. That's not your faith. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that infants are baptized. It doesn't say it anywhere in the Bible. You guys think, if Jesus, who was all-loving and all-knowing and all-kind, believed that babies need to be baptized to go to heaven, then don't you think Jesus would have been out there with all the little kids dunking them all day long? I mean, the fact that he never baptized anyone, including a child, tells us something. And and that nowhere it's recorded in the scripture that babies ever got baptized, it's just not there. Why? Because doing a work doesn't save us. Our faith is what saves us, okay? And, And showing the world that you're a Christian, you know, a baby can't, can't, can't show the world what they believed inside because a baby not mature enough to believe inside, right? They, they, they haven't grown up to that point. That's why we just don't, we don't uh, immerse babies. And I know that some people took it very seriously, and I know it's a very important thing to some people. I'm just saying it's not in the Bible. I'm saying what is in the Bible is this, that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. The Bible says that when we die, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, his death paid the sin debt. All we have to do is believe it. We're going to have a baptism today 
because there's three people that are going to show the world. It's a public demonstration of what they believe on the inside. Jesus did it. He said, I want you to do this. I want you just to follow me in this example. It's just, it's an outward expression of what you, a decision you made on the inside. That's all it is. That's all it means. They, they don't come out better people. Um, they come out wet. Maybe some of the guys are going to come out a little bit cleaner than they went in. That'd be a nice thing. You know, I guess we could put some soap in there. It might help. But it doesn't make them any better person. It doesn't make them special. It doesn't change them. You know, there's no magic. Think for a moment on this too. If, if getting in this tank helped you get to heaven, now think. And I, as the pastor of this church, was in charge of who gets baptized, what does that make me? It makes me co-redeemer. I'm in charge of who gets in this tank, which means what? I'm in charge of who's going to heaven. Now think about that as a pastor. You know what I'd do? I'd start taking up an offering. (laughs) If you don't give to this church, I may not schedule a time for you to get baptized. You may not go to heaven. I'll only baptize those people that are members of this church. I'll only baptize people that serve in this church. See how it'd be really easy for me to make rules about who gets dunked, and therefore I'm in control of who's going to heaven, because if you don't go in here, you're not going to heaven. See how bad that can be? See how churches can manipulate that? That was never part of the plan. That was never part of the direction. That's just not part of it. Why? Because the Bible's really clear to say this, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the church. What's this word right here? It's a gift. It's not a work. It's a gift. That's the good news of the gospel. You don't earn it. You don't pay for it. You don't get baptized for it. You don't join a church for it. You don't give money for it. It's a gift. The best illustration I've ever seen to, to, to explain it is this. Pretend that this hands me and you, pretend that my glasses are all the bad things that we've done. So here, here we are, here I am, here's all the bad things that we've done. Everyone here has done bad things. Some, some of you have done just a little bit of things. <laughs> some of you have done a lot of bad things, okay? The bottom line is we've all done bad things. Now just pretend, just pretend, pretend that my right hand is God, God's in heaven. There's no sin in heaven, we all agree with that. Th- there is no sin in heaven. If there was sin in heaven, it it wouldn't be sin. It wouldn't be heaven, right? It'd be hell, right? So God says this, I love you, but I hate the sin. See, here's the problem. The sin is what's keeping us from heaven. You're not going to heaven with sin in you. That, that's the problem. But we saw that verse that said, God so loves the world, okay? The book of Romans says this. It says, the wages, the cost, or the mortgage for the sin is separation from God forever in hell. The wages of sin is death. The cost of that sin is literally in hell forever. Someone has got to die. Remember that verse we read? Without the shedding of blood is no remission of sin. Someone's got to die to pay for it. The payment is not good works. The payment is not baptism. The payment is not money. The payment is not joining a church. That's not the payment. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The cost for that sin is death. Someone has to die to pay the mortgage. And God said, look at that verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God said, I love you. I hate the sin. Here's what's going to happen. I'll send my son Jesus. 
He'll be born in a manger. You know the story of Christmas, right? He'll grow up, live a sinless life. He'll be perfect. And then the story of Easter. He will die, watch this, he will die on the cross to pay the mortgage for your sins. He'll pay the mortgage for you, okay? He was buried, three days later rose again, and God said, listen, my son paid for it. Go back to our verse. Look at our verse. That whosoever, what? Believes. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid your sin debt, was buried in the ground, three days later rose again, conquered death, God says, if you believe that my son paid it for you, when he died, he paid the mortgage for you, God says, you have everlasting life. Jesus, when he died on the cross, paid our mortgage for us. And God says, all I want you to do is believe it. I just want you to trust in that. Stop trusting in your church membership. Stop trusting in your baptism. Stop trusting in, in being a good person. Just believe that Jesus died on the cross and he paid your debt for you. And God says, the moment you trust in that, you forever become part of my family. <laughs> I know, that goes against an awful lot of denominations. I know, I know. And, and, and having a baptism today goes, goes against an awful lot of denominations. Why? Because denominations are something that man wrote up. True Christianity, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, is something that God wrote, okay? That's his plan. And so when we have a baptism service like today, all we're doing is, is these people are saying, saying, listen, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, and rose again. I, I believe that here. I'm showing you by doing it in water. Okay, it's a public declaration of what you have trusted on the inside. Jesus said, I want my followers to do that. I want people to do that. I want the world to see with their eyes what it is that they believe. Okay, does that make sense? So it's that simple. Pastor, it just, you made that so simple, it's just not, it's not so complicated. You're right. It is simple because everything in this book is just designed to be simple. You know who makes things complicated? Man does. Religion makes things complicated. But God's like, no, it's, just, it's, not, that, it's not that complicated. It's very simple. Trusting in what you believe, showing, showing the fact that you believe Christ died on the cross to pay your sin. Okay? So that's all that baptism is. That's, that's all it means. So did my baptism count? Well, if you were baptized and are showing the world that, that you're a Christian... And you didn't do it to get saved, you did it because you're saved, then yeah, your baptism counts. But if you got sprinkled with water, you got dunked in a tank because your parents believed it, or you hoped that it was helping getting you to heaven, then according to the Bible, it didn't count. You're doing it for the wrong reason. So this today is just showing the world. It's a public declaration of what you believe on the inside. Now, here's what we have. Because baptism is public, um, I, I just want you to hear for yourself these three people that are getting baptized. I want you to hear their testimony. Now, we used to do it when they were in the water and we'd give them a microphone. A couple times the microphone fell in the water. It didn't end good. Let me just say that. <laughs> Something about electricity being in the water, people were nervous and they were sweating and stuff like that. So what we do now is we just film it ahead of time. We videotape them giving a testimony and then you can hear it and then we just baptize them and that way they're not nervous in the water and don't have a microphone it's not wet and stuff like that. Okay? So what we're going to do is we'll start off today We'll play the first video, uh, and then uh, I believe Brody's first, and then, um, and then we'll, have, we'll get, baptize him, and then we'll play the next video, and so forth and so on. Does that make sense? All right, so let me have a word of prayer, and then we'll get started with our baptism service. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we're thankful to be here today. Lord, maybe someone today 
has understood for the first time that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay their sins. Maybe someone today gets it. Maybe there's someone today that walked in here thinking, well, I have got to be a good church member or a good Catholic or good Lutheran or I got to be a good Baptist to go to heaven. But Lord, they understand that salvation is not about them being good. Going to heaven is about what Jesus did. It's about believing, trusting, depending upon the fact that Jesus paid their sins for them. It's not what we do, it's what Jesus did. Maybe someone today in the quietness of their mind is trusting in that, God, I realize I'm a sinner. God, I can't pay that sin, but I believe Jesus paid it for me. Would you give them just a special blessing this morning, Lord, if they've trusted in you as Savior? Wouldn't that be great, Lord, someone trusted in you as Savior today? They'd remember that today, this, this snowy day in January, is the day that they trusted Christ as Savior. They'd never forget it. They'd remember that today was the day they did it. And once, Lord, they've trusted in you, they're saved forever, the Bible says. So, Lord, we just pray that you give them a special blessing. We ask for a blessing on our baptism service, those three that are getting baptized. You give them just a special blessing. Thank you, Lord, for the family members, the friends, the relatives that are here. It really is an honor that they came here to honor them. So we ask for a blessing in our time together. In your name we pray. Amen. very interested in you and your spiritual growth. If you want to contact Dayspring for prayer or more information, you can reach us at 262-404-5092 or on the web at dayspringbaptist.com. Thanks for listening.